Welcome back to another week of the NFFL Podcast. I am your host, Brett Hetherington, also known as Dr. Headley. And uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about this week, so let's get right into the action. That sound means that the Bimageddon is here. There are six teams on by this week. The Cardinals, the Packers, the Jaguars, the Rams, the Titans, and the Giants. All on a bye. So if you guys have anyone on those squads, granted a couple of those squads don't have anyone worth owning right now, I would sit them this week. Moving on to some NFL news with our injury update. Just a few notable injuries this week. Carson Palmer broke his arm. He's out for a good eight weeks. Jay Cutler got multiple cracked ribs out indefinitely. Mike Wallace dealing with a concussion. Malik Hooker, stud DB for the Colts as a rookie, is out for the season with an ACL and an MCL tear. CJ Proceis, ankle injury. Dan Bailey hurt his groin this week. In fact, it was kind of amusing. The Cowboys had to finish with their with a safety kicking field goals and extra points. So they signed a new kicker. So if you've got Dan Bailey on your roster, I'd cut him or sit him. Your choice. So that's it for news. Let's get right into the game recaps. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Yes. There are six people this week, six teams, who are kind of a big deal. First up, Stephen Willie Beeman slash Unsullied taking on Sweatman's runners. For Stephen Willie Beeman, Kareem Hunt was held largely in check. Now, this team could have beaten almost anyone else they would have played this week. In fact, they had the number one offense, but their number 10 defense was their Achilles heel going up against Sweatman's runners and... The magic, the myth, the legend that was Amari, I'm not pooping anymore, Cooper. Their number two defense for Sweatman's Runners gave them 80 points. And it seems as though their A-plus draft may have finally showed up as they had their highest score of the season at just the right time. Lance Manlove took on RosterGuard99, and Lance Manlove had this to say. I destroyed you using a baby's fist as a weapon! For roster guard, Jared Cook almost had the game-winning touchdown, and then it was taken away. Jameis Winston looked pretty good despite the injury to his non-throwing AC joint, but in probably the biggest head-scratcher of the season, why was Ezekiel Elliott and his 40 points against the 49ers sitting on the bench? Now, this news came out well in advance of the game that he was not going to be suspended this week. So what happened there, Rostergaard? You handed Lance Manlove this win on a platter. For Lance Manlove, Tyreek Hill was a stud. Your kicker outscored your quarterback. Pretty sad. But Calais Campbell gave you some nice points. But you were saved by your tight end in the literal garbage time this week's games. Seriously, the last few minutes of Monday night's game. Better to be lucky than good, I guess. Either way, Lance Manlov is now officially riding a two-game win streak. Now, Lance does have a press conference. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. So I think I have four people 
to thank for my most recent win, back-to-back -back wins. Uh, fourth would be Clive Campbell, who got me 11 more points than he was projected to get me, so the defensive help is always great. Uh, number three, Steve Hauschka, who I believe, I can't tell on my phone, but I believe he was a last-minute pickup on my part, and he got me 14 points, which is always helpful in, in winning the week. Number two would kind of be a combined effort, and I want to thank the Redskins and also the prevent defense of the Eagles on Monday night. Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson together combined for 20 points over their projections, and Jordan Reed had a last-minute garbage-time touchdown against uh, Philly's prevent defense, which uh, put me over the top to beat Jonathan. And, of course, first and foremost, the person I need to thank the most is Jonathan for not playing a player who scored 22 points above his projections and scored 40 points overall for the week, and inexplicably, he didn't include him in his roster. I don't know why you wouldn't include a top five running back in your starting lineup. I didn't have a chance to check who he played instead, but I can guarantee you, no one close to as good as Ezekiel Elliott. Baffling, probably the reason why Jonathan's in last place, but I still need to thank him. Jim Kelly Hates Cancer took on the Outcasts uh, in their first week without their owner as he is uh, serving a tour of duty with the military this week and for the next uh, several weeks, actually. Now, Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, as we mentioned already, Carson Palmer, done for, you know, for your year anyway. That killed you. Aaron Jones was a stud. 72 points from the defense, which is good enough for number three this week. But your offense ranked number 10, and you still managed to squeak out a win. For the Outcasts, they dropped to sub-500 with this one. Less than 10 points from their running back position. Sadly, kicker was once again their strength. Their offense ranks number 11 this week, and their defense number 5. I uh, think they need to flip that around because you need an offense in this league. Now, the Outcast, uh, even though their owner is serving abroad, they did provide us with a brief sound clip as we uh, picked up one from one of the players passing by our microphones in the tunnel back to the locker room after the game. Oh, what fresh hell is this? Night shift. Demolished the awful waffles this week. Uh, Night shift Crabtree's last second touchdown saved his day. Seriously, this was a crazy end to that game. It was a lot of fun to watch, though. Uh, Doug Baldwin woke up. Tyrod Taylor proved to be a pretty decent bye week fill in. This week, Night shift had the number one defense and the number two offense. They had the highest score in the league this week and their highest this season. For Awful Waffles, Marshawn Lynch getting ejected so early in the Thursday night game really hurt. Don't know that he would have made enough of a difference in the end, though. Rodgers being out in Green Bay really hurt the Nelsons and Adams stack that you uh, fielded for your wide receivers. Might want to watch that going forward. They only had 7.5 points. Only four players on the Night Shift's roster scored less than the combined wide receiver output there. And uh, after Kirk Cousins, in a pretty decent uh, showing in garbage time, linebacker and kicker, two best players. Gridiron Mafia took on the Grizzles Gladiators in the Toilet Bowl game of the week.
between the lack of real studs for Grizzles Gladiators this week and the game never being close, this was just disgusting to look at. Gridiron Mafia, you lost Rodgers, and Alex Smith stepped up admirably. Everson Griffin has scored a sack in every game this season. That's pretty good. And this was a fairly complete game for Gridiron Mafia as they had the number three offense and the number four defense. So you're pretty good there. Christian Kirksey, Todd Gurley, not much else gone for Grizzles Gladiators. In fact, this was the Gladiators' lowest offensive output this season and the lowest in the league this week. In fact, their offense only outscored their defense by 20 points. So not only was this the toilet bowl game of the week, but Gridiron Mafia also wins the Whoop-Ass Award this week with a 60.31-point margin of victory over Grizzles Gladiators. Grizzles Gladiators was understandably a little shaken after their first loss of the season. I know they were prepared for it, but uh, their their coach does not sound like he was truly prepared for the devastation of this week. So let's uh, let's hear what he had to say to his team. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh! 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 I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. <laughs> Running out Week 7's games, 302 took on Ninja Panthers in the game of the week that truly did live up to the hype, and I'd like to point out, I called this one as an upset, and I was right. 302 kicker was only outscored by Brandon Cooks and Dak Prescott. No real help from the defense as they finished dead last in defensive points this week. Ninja Panthers all came down to Ertz on Monday night, and he sealed the come-from-behind win with some pretty decent play. It really was quite impressive for Ninja Panthers to win this week with both their defense and offense ranking in the bottom half of the league. So I guess 302's press conference last week was just the bulletin board material that Ninja Panther squad needed to motivate them to this win. 302 will be okay. We're not worried. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to beat whoever we get matched up with within the playoffs. We don't care about our seed. All we care about is winning when it counts. Making the playoffs and winning in December. That's what we care about. So we can tinker with our defense right now, knowing that we'll be okay. We're 5-2. and two. We're still leading this division. We will not miss the playoffs. We're practically already in. So good job, Rev. You squeaked a nail-biter out against a team that was tinkering with their defense and leaving our studs on the bench. It's okay. It's all right. Good job. Next we have Greg Jones, the leader of the Haterade, the tallest of the Lollipop Guild. I mean, I think we'll be okay. I'm not too worried about this game. Greg Jones, you will get lost number two next week. You will come Tuesday... You'll be walking with your tail between your legs because you know that you're just not good enough to hang with the best of the crazy horse. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. 
Yippee-ki-yay, indeed. We've got six more games going into week eight. This is the week where we start really solidifying the playoff picture. Night Shift are going to take on the Unsullied slash Steaming Willie Beeman. For the Unsullied, watch running back. You've got Le'Veon Bell, Kareem Hunt, James White, Tevin Coleman, and Deion Lewis. Any three of these could go off this week and give a huge wave to Unsullied to ride to victory. For Night Shift, watch the defense. They are going to need their NFFL number one ranked defense to come out on top. I'm not predicting it. I'm expecting the Unsullied slash Steven Willie Beeman to take this one. 302, we're going to take on Grizzles Gladiators. This is this week's projected game of the week. Both teams are coming off a loss and hoping to get back in the winning column. And both are their respective conference leaders, so it should be a good matchup. For 302, wide receiver! Allen, Cooks, and Green all have delicious matchups this week. And any one or all of them could go off huge. For the Gladiators, Gurley and Fournette are both out which leaves only Melvin Gordon as the lone reliable running back. So, needless to say, I'm looking at 302 to be the team that rebounds here. Matchup number three is the Awful Waffles taking on the Gridiron Mafia. For Awful Waffles, the Bipocalypse has hit hard, especially at wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins may need to carry this team this week. For Gridiron Mafia, Jason Witten and Des Bryant are the ones I want to watch. Washington gives up points to the tight end in buckets, and Witten had a pretty decent game last week. But they're stingy against wide receiver, and Josh Norman looks to be back this week in that Washington backfield, which could give Des Bryant some fits. I'm going to take Gridiron Mafia to take it, despite all of that. Jim Kelly Hates Cancer is going to take on Lance Manlove, Now, for Jim Kelly, hates cancer. Watch T.Y. Hilton. Only twice this season has he eclipsed seven points. And he has a date with a fairly stiff Cincinnati pass defense. So watch that one there. That could be the key to his game. For Lance Manlove, they need a big game from running back. They only have three on their roster, but all three have winnable matchups. I'm going to pick Jim Kelly Hates Cancer to end Lance Manlove's win streak this week and send him back to the loss column. Ninja Panthers are going to take on Roster Guard 99, then the predicted Toilet Bowl Brown Note game of the week. The Brown Note! Yes. And this is why. Here you have the number 9 offense taking on the number 11 offense in the NFFL. And the number 11 defense taking on the number 12 defense. Is Elliott going to play this week for roster guard? Will Carson Wentz repeat against a very soft 49ers defense? Do any of us really and truly care? My pick, Ninja Panthers in a blowout. Outcasts are going to take on Sweatman's Runners to wrap up our game previews. Now, for the Outcasts, they get Deshaun Watson back. 
but there honestly is very little else to be excited about for last season's number two team. For Sweatman's Runners, the big question is, will Amari Cooper repeat? Also watch out for Forte. Atlanta is a very generous ground defense, and Forte's back and healthy. So is he going to give some nice points for Sweatman's Runners? Even if he doesn't, I'm still picking them to win. So Sweatman's Runners, lock it in. Buddy, I don't know who you are. You're about to get chlamydia. That's right. You never know what you're going to get with a free agent waiver wire pickup, and you never know what they're going to give you. Our top three waiver wire pickups, our free agent pickups of the week this week. Number three, Stephen Hauschka. You heard Lance Manlove sing his praises. Buffalo kicker gave them 14 points. Ryan Suckup, kicker for Tennessee, gave the Awful Waffles 15 points. And our number one waiver wire pickup of the week, our free agent stud of the week, Tyrod Taylor, Buffalo quarterback, gave the night shift 26.66 points. That sound means it is time for the bad break of the week. This week it goes to Roster Guard 99. In their loss to Lance Manlove, as we've already mentioned at least twice, they left Ezekiel Elliott on the bench with the 40 points that were needed to win that game. I really did not see anyone else in the league this week that was as deserving of this award with a question mark. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, uh, I want to take a look at this week's power rankings. We've got some movement. Night Shift and Jim Kelly Hates Cancer are our biggest movers, both jumping up two spots, while Gridiron Mafia, Ninja Panthers, and Sweatman's Runners all take one big step up the ladder. On the other side of the coin, The Unsullied and The Outcast both drop two slots, and 302, Awful Waffles, and even though they won Lance Manlove, I'll drop one spot. Remember, these are based on offensive production, defensive production, and win-loss records. So just like in college football, even if you don't play a game, you can still move up or down. Last week, I went 3-3 three and three on my picks, which brings me to 28-14 and 14 on the season. So for anyone who's interested there, that's just kind of a fun little stat to throw out there. As always, remember to set your lineups early this week. We do have Thursday Night Football where Miami is traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Record a press conference. They're fun. They're friendly. Or you can brag about all kinds of stuff that doesn't really matter. Either way, keep it to 60 seconds or less and we'll we'll throw it in there. And as always, thank you to Scott Sweatman and his diligent work on statistics for the NFFL. Even when we are not able to connect and get fresh statistics week to week, he has still provided a solid enough baseline that I can work from to do a little magic myself and give you the most up-to-date information on where you rank in the league. So that's it for this week. See you on the gridiron.